Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 146 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is tarot journaling. And my special guest is Donalay Delarose. Hello, Donalay. Hi, Teresa. I'm so happy to see you and just talk with you again. Oh, I'm always happy to have an excuse to talk to you. So I'm very <laughs> delighted. <laughs> I'm Thank delighted you. that you're joining me for the podcast today. And you suggested the topic of tarot journaling. And I'm a big, big fan of journaling. I have journals all over the place that I work with. And oh. I mean, and I know you do too. So, you know, why do you think people should keep a tarot journal? I mean, what's your opinion on it? Well, you know, Teresa, it has so many different purposes. It's there isn't just one reason why people should have it or do it. And for me, it was a necessity. It kind of kept me alive. I was in survival mode and it was my safe space. It was a no judgment zone. Um, I was going through a very troubled marriage. I was going through a lot of stuff where I was starting to weed some toxins out of my life. And I just spilled my guts. And it was almost like a therapy session. So for me, I used it as almost um, a counseling tool. But at the same time, I was using it to learn oracle systems or to strengthen my use of oracle systems. So for me, for example, I felt that um, I wanted to learn to read playing cards. So actually, most of my journals have that in the I Ching in it. And I would put um, a little spread down with a question. I would ask a question. And I would just read um, the playing card directions at the time when I was first learning and start interpreting the cards as they pertain to the context of my question. That's how I first started it. So I'd spend some quiet time. Um, and just sit and create a spread. I would actually write in the journal what date it was, what my specific question was, and um, just start kind of reading how I could help myself get through this. Um, for me, I never went back to read them after I wrote it. So each day I would keep the, the notebook handy next to my favorite chair so I could just pick it up. And I would just sit with it. And start if something was really bothering me, write it down. And it's just like I remember in college when I would take notes, just the, the act of writing things down kind of instills it into your mind in a different way than just thinking about it. Um, I wouldn't read back on them. And actually, I had put thousands of hours over the years. I had over 10 years of journaling and um, didn't really look back at them until I'm now remarried. Um, we were, my husband, we moved into this new house about two years ago, and he said, I'm going to build you some shelves under the stairs. Go take those bins out where you stored your decks away. We're going to put them up. So as I went looking for the decks, I found this tub loaded with journals, just stacks and stacks of notebooks. And everything from fancy leather-bound ones that cost $50 that were a gift from someone to the 99-cent start spiral bound ones that you get as you start a school year. And I remember the emotional outpouring when I saw that because I hadn't written journals in a couple of years because I hadn't been troubled anymore. 
I had sorted things out and I'd never gone back and read them. So I was kind of surrounded. I put them around me and I picked one out. The first one I read, I was astonished, Teresa, because what I didn't realize at the time, and I don't even remember writing these things, I'd written so much. For me, as I read back, I was pouring out problems, but at the same time, I was reading the solutions. Mm. It was advising me. And I also learned that I made predictions for myself about I would find this person um, that told me what his profession would be. Um, it told me that there would be harmony. That told me that at his profession, it told me he'd be related, related to electrical work. Mm-hmm. He was a lineman for years and did power line work, and now he runs safety for that. So it, and it doesn't get any more direct than that. But at the time, I was just writing things down. So for me, the purpose of it got me through. It advised me and um, also gave me a, a source of release so I could let it go somewhere, you know. Um, reading it later, it made it really clear to me that 2020 vision, how powerful those moments were and the gift that they gave to me that I didn't even realize. It was like I was reading my own biography, but the stuff that happened was after I wrote it. Right on. How do you do yours? Like, what, how do you arrange your well, I, have, I have different types of journals for different things. Um, you know, I have, of course, I keep a gratitude journal, which I really love because that just helps me to remember not to be looking at life like it's a very bitter thing. I have my one, my journal for all things, which is really what I use for planning. And I use it to keep track of all kinds of different things in my life. And then I have a tarot journal and my tarot journal, you know, what I like to do is I like to, when I'm doing a spread for myself, I like to record it and then go back and read it later. And that helps me to see maybe I'm looking at the cards in a different way now after I have perspective. Or maybe I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, that was so flipping accurate. So I think, you know, the act of journaling in general is just really good for you. But tarot journaling, I found, has made me more um, conscientious of how well I read or where I need to work on things. So that's what I look at it as. And um you know, I, I just think that it's something I've done forever in a day. I mean, I can't think of a time when I didn't journal in my life. So there's always been something. And I just think tarot journals for people who are learning or even old pros like us, it's just a great way to record your life, your readings, the new things you're learning about tarot, new interpretations, new tools you're working with. So I think it's great for all of that. So my question for you is, um, what tools do you use? I mean, you know, everybody's kind of got their different ways. Is there, what notebooks do you prefer? What, pa- what do you use? Yep. And there's something different for everybody. You know, I saw someone on Instagram that posted such a beautiful journal. I thought it was something for sale. She had the little images of the cards and I'm thinking you'd really need a sketchbook for something that, you know, without lines to have images, you could make it like a scrapbook. That has no lines. You could make doodles. You could draw cards. You can interpret cards. For me, it's the most important thing that it be handy. So I, it wasn't uncommon for me to get notebooks on sale for 50 cents. I just needed something to write on. There were times when I clipped copy paper together with a staple. And, you know, I didn't have anything with me. And I just took a stack of copy paper and used that for the week. 
But I think what's important was, I should say what was important for me is having it accessible. So next to my favorite chair, it was always there and with my favorite pen, something that felt comfortable in my hand. I did close the door. I created space for myself. The, the tool for me was closing out interruptions and anything that could get in my way. At the time, I had my favorite dog in my lap that was comfortable. I would light my favorite candle or incense um, just to kind of create a quiet place. Um, I preferred without music or something very distant. Everybody's different. Someone might prefer, they might feel like invigorated by music and feel like that like sparks something in them. So you've got to have just a writing tool. Oh, some people, I have a friend that works with computers. All her stuff she does is on the computer. So if you wow. feel like you can type faster, just let it go and do your stuff on a computer if you want to. You know, you can just save it somewhere. You can take images. I find... For me, it was helpful to write exactly the question I had. And I liked the cards written, like for playing cards, I would write. I had little symbols for each of the four suits. And I would write like Q of, and I put a diamond for Queen of Diamonds, whatever. And I would write them down. So later when I looked back on it and I wanted to see how I got things, I could look back at it. If you wanted for a tool that you could use for your journal, you could take your favorite deck and take either on your phone, a picture of the cards, and then you could print it out, shrink it down. You can put that in your deck too. So if you want to use copies of things and tape, that could be another tool you could use. Um, you can take little things that you collect around your yard, leaves and flowers and pressed flowers. You can take stickers, anything that, that gives you some kind of um, inspiration. But for me, it was more a, um, a soul landing things landed in there and there were days when I was exhausted and just I would just like pour things out and when your energy is low your handwriting may suffer for it for me it wasn't a thing of looking at it and thinking it's beautiful although I have seen some tarot journals that are so gorgeous I'm so inspired by the doodles and the inscriptions and the borders and the things they do and they create spreads with the actual pictures of rectangles where cards should be for me I, I noticed my Handwriting gets stringy and weak, but yep. it was still a really important purpose. And I think it's important to keep it in a handy place. I loved using post-it notes for um, like a bookmark. Mm -hmm. That's really all it takes. It's really nothing and, and something different for everybody. Take out the colored yep. pencil if you want. Like you have the coloring book that you've published. That in itself is a form of meditation. So if you want to add those sorts of coloring, colors, add markers, whatever it is you need to do, to make it yours. Absolutely. You know, I think also it's really important um, to test out different journals to find out the one that really works for you. Because mm -hmm. I've, I've had so many different types of journals over the years. Like, for example, the ones with the wire binding, um, yep. they're not good for me because I'm a lefty. That made it really hard to write. So I found that that didn't work for me. A really small one, I don't like really small journals. I need something a little bit bigger. But if it's too big, I don't like that. So I found that. Um, you know, the middle of the road size works best for me. Um, I love dotted journals, which I just got into. Those are my favorite now. And the one, the brand that I'm really into that I fell in love with at a stationery store is from a company called Nuna, I believe it is. I have one right here. And it's N-U-U-N-A. They make beautiful dot journals. So that's my new favorite one. Um, and as far as pens, I'm with you on pens. The pens that I love using are by a brand called Le Pen, and they're really super skinny. 
and they come in all kinds of fun colors. So that way I can really jazz my journals up. So that's the brands that I love to use. Now you mentioned about listening to music and lighting a candle. So do you have a ritual that you use before journaling? I mean, is that it? What do we do? It's a really good question. Some people really love rituals and can really set up a kind of a, a process. I'm not a ritual person. I'm not a person who says things, but I encourage anybody that has that sort of mindset where they really want to set that mood. You can do, you can light the candle, you can set things up. You can even put up like a mandala if you want, you can put your cards out in front of it. Anything you want, it's your time. And doing this is as unique as the person that's creating it. Okay. Like uh, some of them, this is how non-ritualistic I am. Like you mentioned, you have different reasons for doing journals. I have always, always had to have something next to the bed with a pen for emergencies. When you wake up at two in the morning and you go, oh my God, that would make a great blog. And mm -hmm. if you say to yourself, I'll write it in the morning, I'll remember. Yep. You, you won't. You'll just remember waking up with some good idea. Exactly. <laughs> have it ready with a pen. You know, and you can make it like a diary if you want, make it writing prompts. You know, you can, you can create some kind of fictional way of representing your life if you just want to express yourself about what's happening or vent about what's happening. You can create spells. Mm -hmm. You can either write down spells that you've learned elsewhere and put the cards down for it. You can create out of your own mind, something that's powerful for you, write it down. You can channel. I remember just taking a card and just going on and on and on and on and on and how it relates. You don't even think about what you're writing. Just let it go, let it go. And no one's there to judge you. You can um, write poetry about cards, and that's a great way of venting because there's something very emotional about when you put things into very artistic wording. I mean, I, there's so many purposes, Teresa, and I just sometimes I wish I had more of a. I mean, I'm artsy, but I've never used my journal for a place to show people what it looks like because it was for me such a private experience. The things that I could not share with anyone else when I was having right. a trouble. I did not even tell some of my best friends, okay. but I could just dump in there and, and trust that I was going to be okay. It was just a, some, a secret that never would be told. Right on. Um, the journal's like our best friend. It's a, your best friend. It's a counselor. If I had a really big problem that was ongoing, I get out the I Ching because that's a great way of telling you where you are and what will happen next. Mm -hmm. And and what I would do is I would um, I would do the I Ching and make the little graphs. The, and then I would go in the book and actually write out the parts that pertain to my problem in the writing of it, like validated for me. And there was sometimes when I was just depressed. And you're talking about sometimes some really sensitive stuff. Yeah. And very emotional stuff. And it can at times be difficult to read for yourself when you're doing this. We all know this as readers, there's times when you want to tap into stuff and when you pull a card, it's hard not to go to that first place. So I would always say, you know, I wish I would have someone like, let's take Mary Greer. We wouldn't want her to read for us, right? Yes. Her book, Tarot for Yourself, there's a glossary in the back that is my favorite of all time resource of any card meanings. So I would take my tarot deck out that I knew how to read, but I wouldn't allow myself sometimes when I was really down and out, 
I would turn the card and I would get something. And I would go to her book, whether it's upright or reversed, I would take it the way it came and just start writing what her interpretations were as they came to the context of my question. And I just took it. I just took it like she was giving it to me and I was listening to what she had to say. And that way I couldn't taint what I couldn't take myself to a place that was just my brain and not necessarily advice that would be best for me. Yeah. And I think that's a really good tip too, especially for newbies. You know, if you're new to tarot and let's say you start doing a card for the day and you're journaling about it, um, get a book that you really like, a book that you trust. And I think also Mary Greer's Tarot for Yourself. I agree. The glossary in the back is, I mean, her descriptions are amazing. Um, I would. I also love Rachel Pollack's 78 Degrees of Wisdom. Mm. But Mary's um, database, if you want to call it that, is really, really pretty comprehensive. So you could like look it up. You could look up the card. You can just start writing her interpretations but you know another thing is to have a couple good books write down different interpretations write yes. down the ones that are standing out for you um do that every day pick a card for the day write down what the experts are doing because sooner or later the, the, the information begins to stick and it's something about the writing with your hand that mm -hmm. helps people to get that information into their consciousness. And I, I love that Mary, by the way, Mary Greer and Rachel Pollack, their book, 78 Degrees of Wisdom, that's Rachel's and uh, Tarot for Yourself, which is Mary's book. They just got reprinted uh, this I year. Oh my God. And I'm so excited because I have brand new copies now. Yes. The cover is actually torn off mine because I've opened and closed it so many times. They've written so many notes yep. in it. Um, and you know, if what you're saying about, um, it's true that you can explore new decks. I've actually found like when I would get a new deck, sometimes that's a great way when you're mm -hmm. journaling to explore, but it's also, let's suppose you wanted to, another way to journal is just when you get a new deck, take it card by card or just pull a different card every day. And what do you see in the card? So you may not mm -hmm. even be journaling, journaling your life, but what you see in that particular deck or card, it's just a way of exploring. Yeah. So Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no I speak first because mine was going, starting to take a new path. Well, I was going to say too, the other thing that you can do is you can write down, like pull a card in the day, write down your interpretation. And then at the end of the day, this is one of my favorite things, revisit it and write down how does that card show up in my day? You know, like if yep. you pulled the queen of pentacles today, maybe you started off saying, okay, well today I might be focusing on handling the budget, but later on in the day, you might realize that you got recognized at, at work and you got a raise and you got validation for the good work you've been doing. So maybe the queen of pentacles looks very different. That can really help to show you how tarot showing up in your daily life. I'm glad you mentioned that because actually we were going in the same direction. Ah. Um, <laughs> But where I was headed is very close to that. So what I learned is it helped me predict better. Okay, so for predictions, uh, you were saying it can be very helpful for that. Yes. Yeah, so the way that I learned it benefited me is when you are writing a question, later on you can go back and reevaluate the action, not only the outcome, but there are times when I thought I knew what I was asking. When I went back and looked, I actually worded the question very sloppily or actually was asking something a little, little bit different than I thought I meant to. And it helped me hone my questions and get better at them. Um, even when you do choice spreads, mm -hmm. um, should I do A or um, would B be better? We're actually 
predicting what would happen if I chose A, what would happen if I chose B. And take good notes when you write these because it allows you when you're through it and you have the knowledge of the experience as it really happened to go back and evaluate how did your prediction turn out and, and how much was accurate. And it's very, very important to write down the cards that you got. If you read reversals to make note of that, the deck that you got it from. So if you're getting information from something in the image, you can later go back and say, where did I get that? If you were off, you will know that maybe this is not the best way to go off the tangent of where you were. There was a lot I learned about my own predictions and actually just the question. But it also helped me take better notes in my journal because I realized there were times when I went back and maybe I didn't write the question clearly. I did mm-hmm. it and just and or I didn't write the card upright or reversed or and I just wrote the interpretation of the cards so I started getting very good at being specific about I would actually like if I did a six card reading I would actually have them in the actual position that they came up and I would write what it was seven mm-hmm. of them or the eight of swords or whatever it was in the position that it was so I could go back and see how the cards bounced off each other it's a great place to create your own sp- Spread positions too, you know, just be creative how you use those pages because you can plug things into them later. Absolutely. You know, the other thing that that I find a tarot journal is really good for is if you get a reading from someone else, um, write it in your journal, write their interpretations, you know, maybe transcribe it if it's a recording or if you take notes while you're getting the reading, write that down, write down what that other reader is saying. And then go back and look at it, add your own thoughts, add your own two cents, reflect on it later. Did the reading work out? What maybe could have been a way I might have interpreted or the reader might have interpreted differently? Did I hear what I want to hear? Did, you know, was I really listening? There's a lot of great things you could do if you actually use your journal to record readings you get from other people. Absolutely. I actually, when I was doing readings for other people, every once in a while, there'd be one that really stuck out. And then there would be a card that came up. And I would really find myself driving and thinking about that particular reading. And I would actually start realizing things about certain cards that were epiphanies to me that would go into that journal, things that I could use. And also into, say, the glossary of Mary Greer's book that's become its own kind of journal for me because I write in the margins things I learned through the years and although she started the text I actually have a lot of penciled in things of Mm -hmm. things life experience I've added so all kinds of different ways you can create different journaling yeah (laughs) techniques and doodles and yeah and you know, as a tarot teacher, one of the things I always insist for people when they're learning is they have to get journals. You have to get a journal and start writing it down because it really is the way to get that information, like I said, in your cranium. And so I, I think it is, um, I think it's the wisest thing. I think it's the most important tool for learner, for new beginners, for newbies. Um, so it's something that I always insist on. What about you? Do you, when you're teaching, do you tell people, yeah, you should definitely have a journal? Oh, yes. And the book that I'm writing, and it's actually written now, we're going through all the, the final stages of it. There are prompts to get people to do this. I find it such an important tool. Um, I actually, um, when if you're a person who is learning to read, and let's say you don't have any new problems to ask the cards about, I'll also encourage people, you know, if you're reading a really good book or if you're watching a really good Netflix series, 
do some things about the personalities of the characters, write them in your journal, ask about what kind of things might occur to this person. And you can actually, that's something that you can get kind of instant gratification as you watch an outcome of an episode, you know, put it on pause, do something, and then come back to that another day or later. And then you can actually kind of evaluate instantly what's happening. It's a, right. it's a story for you to learn through in the cards. The other thing that I like to encourage people to do too is to pick a celebrity or a public figure like a politician and do regular readings on them in your journal and go back then later and see, you know, what things panned out, what things were you looking at? I mean, even with astrology, I really recommend that find a public figure, write it down, journal your findings, go back and visit it. Look at the transits. What do you think are, what do you think might be happening for this person? come back and revisit it. So celebrities and public figures are a great way also to practice your readings. If you don't have any problems and no one to practice on, you know, that's a great way to also learn. Yes. And as more questions come up when you're writing things down, like don't just stop at your original question. Keep having a dialogue with the cards, with the journal, start new things. And just always feel you can reach in and pull things out as you need them. I always feel like people stop at one question or sometimes they keep going too far on different topics in the same card when you can actually start fresh and get new content from something. Just keep having that dialogue like you would when you're having a conversation with someone, we don't ask one question and just allow them going. We have this ongoing back and forth, which I think is important to kind of reach into your soul and pull out what's happening. Awesome. Well, I think that we've given people some really nice tips to get started with tarot journaling. I think this is, again, the most important tool, whether you're a newbie or an old hat like us, because you know what? You never stop learning ever with tarot or any of the Oracle systems and writing things down is going to help you to continue to evolve every time you're writing something down, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. They dug me out of my old life and into my new life. I just kept following the advice of what was happening. And it took a long time, but you kind of start weeding through that garden. It's like going through a corn maze. And when you take a wrong turn, it'll tell you, no, do this. Yes. It kept telling me I was getting off an exit ramp and going back on to the same road again. That was one Mm -hmm. of the things I read back in that old journal. I had to learn to do things differently. Yeah. And tarot often will tell us that sometimes we just have trouble listening, but when we go back in and look, we can see the signs were there all along. Right. Right. So Donnelly, where can people find you if they want to connect with you in any way? Um, probably the best place is I, there's two. I have my website, Donnelly.com. It's D-O-N-N-A-L-E-I-G-H.com. Uh, I like Facebook. That seems to be my preferred social media, although I kind of dabble on Instagram as well. So just under my name, St. Donnelly De La Rose on Facebook. Um, and I love connecting with people there. So usually put up a lot of good content when I can. And when's that new book coming out? Uh, hopefully in the next year. There was a big stall. That was my fault. We are okay. um, done with the with the manuscript. I love what they did with it. I get told them the visual I had for it. They did it. I'm going back and actually, she had to rearrange some of the cards. The, the lucky thing for me is my editor doesn't know the Lenormand. This is about how to do the Lenormand. Oh. So she learned and she says, you know what? I wonder if we rearrange each card this way. I loved it. So we're 
doing that now. So same content, just different organization. So about I'm getting a year. I think I need to do a Lenormand uh, journal because I have such issues with it. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I'm very salty about the Lenormand. I, I do not have to look with it. And maybe I need to start a Lenormand journal and see. Well, you can squeeze more juice out of a tarot card. It's that the Lenormand is just going to give you a nice drop and it's going to tell you like, boop, that's it. And it's not meant to go in for long periods of time. I think the tarot is juicier for that, but it's a great learning tool. It is definitely, well, especially think- predictions. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to think about a journal for that. So anyhow, I want to thank you so much for spending time talking about tarot journaling with me today, Donna Lay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for people that are listening, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, tarot for troubled times, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and plenty of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. And I'd also like to mention that if you want to learn to read tarot with me live and in person, come away to Tuscany, the birthplace of tarot to learn anew or to deepen your knowledge at the Tuscany Tarot Intensive. This is a five-day total tarot immersion from May 10th to the 16th, 2020. We're going to have all kinds of guided meditations. There's a spa, a pasta making class, tons of good food. You guys know I love to eat. So hopefully you can get there. Um, There's a few more seats left and you can get all the details and sign up at radiantjane.com slash retreat slash Tuscany tarot intensive. So go look there. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're digging this podcast, do me a solid. Go on over to iTunes, leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I'd like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day. Let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.